Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. On this episode, we talk with Catherine Hillestead. Catherine Hillestead is the Chief Executive Officer at Adair County Health System, starting in July of 2021. A native of Des Moines, she brings experience in community and rural health care systems, including serving as an interim CEO role at Davis County Hospital in Bloomfield, and most recently as practice administrator at the Iowa Clinic in Des Moines. Before her healthcare career, Catherine earned her master's in healthcare administration from the University of Iowa and an undergraduate degree from Luther College. In her free time, Catherine enjoys being with her friends, family, and her dog. She likes traveling and being active. Well, welcome, Catherine, and thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I know you've only been in this role for a short time, but did you come in with goals set for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. I um, have been here, like you said, for almost a month now. And I think my goal coming in right away was to really, really get to know the people in the organization. Um, obviously, being visible was something that was huge to me and still is huge to me. And then also getting out in the community. I had the opportunity to attend the Adair County Fair and work at our first aid tent that we had out there. So really putting myself out there, being visible within the community, I think is important because I think obviously this organization organization is such a pillar of the community and what ways are better than being visible in the community to make sure that people know that. And I continue to have that goal. Obviously there are other goals involved as well, but really being visible, meeting with all of the managers in the organization, getting to know them and moving forward from there. Perfect. And so how was your experience at the County Fair? Coming from (laughs) Des Moines, obviously you've been to the great Iowa State Fair, I'm sure. Was this your first County Fair? It was my first county fair. Yes. I, like you said, um, a native of Des Moines, I grew up going to the big Iowa state fair. So, um, but it was great. It was super awesome to see, you know, how county fairs go. And so, um, something definitely new for me, but I love experiencing that type of event. So it was great. What would you say are your greatest challenges? Well, as you know, the past year has been extremely difficult, um, with COVID. So obviously COVID, brings a lot of struggles with staffing, but especially staffing to rural areas. So I think one of the greatest challenges for us that we're looking at right now is how do we bring good quality candidates to a place like Greenfield? With that challenge, I think it's an opportunity for us to revamp and look at our marketing strategies. How do we get these high quality candidates to come work in Greenfield, Iowa, but how do they also, you know, how do we recruit and retain them? The retention is huge as well, because I know that there are other places outside of Iowa offering more, you know, there's a lot of competition. So I think that would probably be one of the greatest challenges we face. Obviously COVID is still present with a Delta variant surging. So really how do we work through that together as a team, but, you know, stay nimble and on our toes because there are changes every day. So I would say COVID and staffing are our big challenges right now. Understood. Thank you. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your leadership style? I like to develop relationships. So time and time again, I say to people, I would rather, you know, get to know you first, learn about your position here and really help you grow. I want the people that I manage and the people who work in this organization to know that it's okay to make a mistake, but what do you learn from that mistake to make you grow? So I really emphasize growing my individuals, being present with my individuals whenever it's a meeting, being visible by rounding, 
communicating, I think is huge. I really strive on uh, strong communication. So, you know, communicating what's going on, what's happening, what's going on within the community and the organization, and also just emphasizing that we want you to do your best and succeed at this organization. I wouldn't say that I am a micromanager type leader because I, I don't strive in that type of environment myself. So I try to keep my hands out of things that don't need to be there. I also trust my team. My other leaders that I work with were hired to do their job because they have that skill set. So I trust my team to do their job. I'm here to help. I'm here to support. How can we work together as a team to get our goals accomplished? I, I really think that's important. Or I also strive to have a strong culture within the organization because there have been organizations that I think everyone has been a part of where the culture isn't really strong. So I really, really want to create a strong culture within the organization, because I think if the culture is strong, your staff, your employees will want to be there, you know, celebrate, praise them, create that culture for them. They'll stay. Turnover will obviously fix itself then, but ultimately patient care will be strong as well. And what projects does your organization have coming up? Since I'm so new, we're still kind of trying to find what projects we will be working on. Obviously, we will be working on a master facilities plan for the future to see where that takes us. So that's kind of the biggest project I'm working on right now. Obviously, a lot of projects related to COVID and how we're going to adapt to whatever may be coming down the pike for us. But yeah, I would say those are the two big projects that I've seen since I've been here. And like I said, I'm newer still. So um, we're still trying to figure out what projects take precedent over others. That makes sense for sure. Well, thank you. I know you've only been in the Greenfield community for a month or so, mm-hmm. but uh, what are some things that stand out to you at, at this time? Well, I think Greenfield has been great so far. Everyone here has been extremely warm and welcoming. I know that there are a couple of outdoor nature areas that I am extremely excited to explore. I love being outside. Um, We have a dog at home, so I, I look forward to having him come explore with us out here. Other things that are kind of piqued my interest, I know that there are a lot of antique shops downtown in the square too, so I'm kind of excited to check those out because I think it's fun to go antiquing. I know that the Warren Cultural Center is supposed to be super cool as well, and then also Hotel Greenfield looks awesome. So I'm really excited to kind of explore that downtown area, but then also explore other landmarks. I know the Iowa Aviation Museum is supposed to be awesome, so I have a lot of things I haven't done yet that I want to do. Since I've been here for so little time, I haven't had time to do them yet, but I will be going out to explore within the community as well. I have a question that I didn't prepare you for, but have you ever heard of or seen the movie Cold Turkey? It's really funny that you asked that because Willard Olson and I, my board chair, were actually just discussing this, this film. I have not seen it yet, so I added it to my list, but I know that it was filmed here, was it not? Absolutely. It's near near and dear to my heart because many of my family members are seen in it, you know, as background Ooh. extras. Actually, my great-grandfather has a small speaking part. The only time I've ever seen him is in that movie. That's awesome. I will definitely have to find a place to watch that because now you've piqued my interest. So maybe I'll see you at a future IHA event. You can tell me... Uh, what your rating is on that one. For sure. That sounds great. And sticking with media platform, what's on your current music playlist? Oh my gosh, my current music playlist. Well, it depends on the type of mood. So actually my husband and I are gearing up for a long road trip. So 
we created a playlist that we can both add songs to, but I would say we like a lot of old rock song. Um, I know that he likes to add like Kings of Leon. He loves Kings of Leon, Phoenix. We have a little bit of like Matchbox 20, Batboy Slim. We have, a, it's just kind of all over the place. We also like Lord Huron. The Lumineers is one of our favorite bands. We kind of have all genres covered. Oh, that um, sounds great. That'd be yeah. perfect for a road trip. And speaking of road trips, I guess that leads into my next question. COVID aside, obviously, but if you could travel anywhere, where would you travel? We are avid travelers at our house. So we've really spent the time the past year, obviously with COVID, year and a half, driving places and exploring the outdoors. We have been to multiple national parks and hiking, biking, doing all of the outdoor activities that don't necessarily have a lot of people surrounding them, which has been awesome. We're actually excited to explore our next national park in the next month or so. We love also traveling internationally. So we've really missed that aspect since COVID has been around to do that because it's one of our favorite things to do. If we could do anything in the world and get paid for it as a career, we would travel around the world. Is there any national parks that you visited that stand out? But I'm actually really looking forward to Canyonlands. We're going to Canyonlands National Park. So we're going out to do the West Western Parks on our road trip. So I'm looking forward to that one. I know Arches is kind of popular. I've never seen it. We're, I'm really looking forward to those two. And then will you travel further and go to Bryce and Zion or is yep. that a little bit yep. too far we, south? Nope. We're doing all of that. So oh. we're going to Bryce Canyon. We're going to Zion. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah. That, that's my favorite place in the United States is Southern Utah for sure. Okay. Well, I've heard great things. I've, I mean, yeah. it's been the time for people to take those trips to the national parks. You know, there's not a lot other of other things you can do. I feel like as far as traveling goes, but I think that's, it's a great opportunity to explore our national parks because I think they're so underrated too. Absolutely. That's a great point. Can you tell us what is your favorite IHA event that you've attended? Yeah. I think the annual meeting is probably my favorite event. I mean, I think it's it's awesome for leaders and everyone in healthcare from around the state to come together and learn from each other, but also learn from new people that they may not have heard from before as to what's going on in healthcare, you know, what's coming up, what's what's going on with federal legislation, which leads down into state legislation. So I think that's one of my favorite events because I get to network with a lot of people, new people included, and have that time to really soak it all up. Catherine, who is someone you greatly admire? Two of the people I admire most, and maybe this is cliche, but it is true for me or my parent, just really look up to both of them. They have worked extremely hard to get to where they are, you know, and they have taught me such a strong work ethic that I have taken with me into my, the start of my career. So I think it's, they're just two people that I look up to and are very, very important to me. So I admire both of them. Um, as far as admiring, I don't know, celebrities, people that are famous, a group of people, but I grew up playing soccer and I played all through college. So it's been really fun for me to watch the U.S. women's national team in the Olympics thus far. I think that they are a group of individuals that are extremely admirable just because of all of the work that they put in to get to where they are. Obviously, we've seen they didn't get to the spot they wanted this time. But in the past, I don't know if you're a soccer fan or not, but they're an incredible team that are extremely admirable. And it's just something that I look up to as well, because again, it's that hard work ethic. They put in the time, they put in the practice, they're 
at practice every day for how many hours on end and do it because they love the sport. So I think that group of women is extremely inspiring to me. What's a lesson COVID-19 has taught you? Gosh, there are so many lessons we've learned, I think, from COVID-19. Obviously, one is to be flexible. I tend to be someone who likes to stick to schedules, likes to stick to meeting time. You know, I'm very structured. One thing that I've learned and one thing that I've been working on is things won't always go as planned. So how do we work with the circumstances we're given to make sure that whatever it is that you need done is done in a way that might not be the same way it should have been done, but how can we work to be flexible with that and creative in ways to get things done? I also think another thing would be communication is key. Good communication is key. It's, it's huge. I mean, obviously being in healthcare, it's important to let your team, to let your employees know what's going on. So I can't stress good communication enough. Well, thank you so much, Catherine Hillestead, Chief Executive Officer to Dare County Health System for being on our podcast today. Great. It's been great talking to you and I really appreciate the time. This podcast is an opportunity to learn more about Iowa hospital leaders. Please join us next month for another episode. Thank you for listening.